What's up, everybody? It's the Dante Greco Show. I'm Dante Greco, and today we're going to talk about Beyonce ableist Knowles. That's right. Beyonce, the queen bee, the leader of the Bayhive cult, is coming under fire right now and being labeled as an ableist monster due to a slur that she used in her song Heated off of her brand new album, Renaissance. What is that slur, you ask? Well, starts with an S. The lyrics go a little something like this. Spazzing on that ass, spaz on that ass. According to the Daily Mail, she has vowed to remove the, able, the ableist slur from her new album. Following a backlash from fans and disability equality charity Scope, statement given to Mail Online on Monday said the word not used intentionally in a harmful manner will be replaced in the lyrics. However, Beyonce failed to include an apology. Uh-oh. Watch out, Beyonce. Fans believe there can be no excuse for ignorance when it comes to using the word, especially after Lizzo apologized for using the same word on her song Girls just weeks ago and had her track re-recorded. The word can mean to freak out or go crazy in the U.S., but it's very widely known that it comes from the word spastic. The term is often used in a derogative manner to describe those with disabilities, especially cerebral cerebral palsy. Now, is it widely known that it comes from the word spastic? Do these wide knowers even know what the word spastic means? I contend that we don't. Uh, Growing up, I heard the word spaz. I thought it meant don't freak out. Go crazy. You're acting like a spaz. You're like, you're doing too much. Just chill. You know, no one knew that it was spastic. And then when you hear the word spastic, what is that? It sounds like elastic. I don't know what a spastic is when I'm younger. And I definitely didn't know it had anything to do with cerebral palsy. And Beyonce's not saying I'll spaz on your wheelchair bound ass. She's just saying I'll spaz on that ass. She's using it in the colloquial, colloquial, colloquial way. But... People do have a point. Lizzo just went through this. Lizzo used it on her song and had to remove it and apologize and, you know, do a whole mea culpa. So you got to ask, did Beyonce include this just so that she could get like a second week of release boost of publicity? She had to know that fans today are rabid animals who will analyze each and every word you say and every action that you take looking for one fault so that they can gain clout based on your foible online. That's the social media ecosystem these days. You can't release anything without uh, preparing to go into hiding. You better have your apologies pre-written because you're going to have to apologize for something. Just insert offensive word, term, action, whatever here and send it off to the press. But but so that's why it makes me a little skeptical. I think, you know what, Beyonce? She's shrewd. She's smart. You don't get to the level Beyonce's at without being very smart. She probably said, fuck it. I'll use the word spat. Out of all, she probably ranked her slurs. She said, okay, which slur can we get away with? Can't do a racial slur. That's a no-no. Definitely, she doesn't want to wade into the pronoun thing. She doesn't want to talk about LGBTQ. 
you know, maybe she could say something about the French. There's not, there's not a whole lot of people out there marching for French rights. Definitely say something about Americans, but then she's already got American material material on the album. Canadians? What do you call a Canadian? What is a slur for a Canadian? A, a maple eater? What, what, what do you, you... Canuck? Well, that's a good thing. That's what they are, right? Canucks? I don't know. Don't cancel me. Yeah, so she's probably sitting there and they go... Well, her, 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 her team goes, well, you know, listen. Lizzo got away with it. She put it out. She got a little bit of backlash, but a little bit of publicity too. And she did her apology and that was it. You know, no one cares. As you, which, by the way, is how it always goes. Everyone gets all incensed for a week or even like a day. And for that day, people try to pretend that the world is ending. And then everyone moves on, including the offended parties. All right. We got too much to do in this life to sit there. But companies, advertisers keep falling for it. Maybe they're starting to fall for it less. I don't know. But they definitely have a track record of falling for it. And God forbid if you are a non-famous person and you get caught up in some controversy because you posted something online, your job is done. I don't know how those people work. I want to do a follow-up series. People whose lives were destroyed on the internet because they didn't understand the power of the cyclone of a social media rage storm bearing down on their lives and completely, you know, wanting these people to lose everything until they're begging their knees are in the dirt they're begging please god i just want to keep my job what do you think i have a savings has 60 percent of america's living paycheck to paycheck including people who are making 200 grand a year and up you think i can withstand this maelstrom of social media onslaught attack please let me keep my job I would like to see how many of those people are even still alive. God's sake. Anyways, back to Beyonce. Who will be fine, by the way, out of all this. I like that she she said, I'm not going to apologize. But what I don't like, because I'm, I'm anti-apology. Apologies have been perverted. They are a thing. They're a weapon now. You need to apologize. Blah, blah. It's like, what does that even matter? I don't even want people to apologize to me. Because... The only apology I want is like, hey, I'm sorry I bumped into you. And that's the only apology I'll give. Because otherwise, it, it, it's... Because um, <clears throat> the problem is, you di- if you did something wrong to me and you knew it was wrong, an apology means jack shit to me. You already did the bad thing and you knew it and you thought, well, I'll just apologize later. No, fuck you. You already did it. But I, I don't like this um, this culture of apologizing, of having to apologize. Everyone's got to apologize. Like, don't people get sick of hearing apologies? Is that the kind of content you want, America? Twitter, is that the kind of content you want? Got to bring everyone to their knees. I'm sorry! She did agree to remove the slur from the song. That's another thing I don't like. Now, listen, I understand it's her decision, and I'm not ableist. I'm not anti-people with disabilities. I don't want to make them feel bad. But I'm not a fan of art by committee. I'm not a fan. Imagine if Da Vinci or, or Michelangelo or, you know, Bach 
any of these great artists of the past had said, had listened to anyone except maybe their patrons who were paying them to produce this stuff, like we, we would not have these great long-lasting works of art if people just sat there and said, oh, okay, you guys don't like that. You don't like that little thing that I painted up in the center, you know, or uh, up in the corner. You don't like how I, how I uh, you know, how I sculpted David's private parts. You don't like how I sculpted David's crotch. Let me change that for you. I don't like it. I don't like art by committee. I don't like the fans and people sitting there and thinking that they can dictate what the artist chooses to put out. Dictate with your wallet. That is our free market system. If you don't like it, don't buy it. You really want to show Beyonce? Like, just don't buy it. But the problem is you bought it anyway. And most of you didn't care. You know, everyone just jumps on the wagon. I'm reading another article about this. When Beyonce dropped the same ableist slur as Lizzo on her new album, My Heart Sank by Hannah Deviney. Hannah Deviney is a, um, a leading writer. Hannah Deviney. Deviney, Deviney. A leading writer, disability, and women's rights advocate in Sydney, Australia. So she writes an article. Just weeks after Lizzo responded to my viral tweet by changing her lyrics, Queen Bee has made the same mistake on Renaissance. Not very often that I don't know what to say, rendered speechless by ignorance, sadness, and a simmering anger born of bone-deep exhaustion, but that's how I feel right now. Six weeks ago, I called out American singer Lizzo on Twitter for her use of an ableist slur, spaz, in a new song. That tweet of mine, which explained how the slur was connected to my disability, cerebral palsy, took me less than five minutes to write, and it went viral, landing on the front page of global news outlets, including the BBC, New York Times, and the Washington Post. See, this is when I start to get a little skeptical. Let me just say, I'm always skeptical of the professional activist class, because without something to be upset about, they don't have a job. There's nothing for them to do. Like, when the problem is solved, their, their career is over. So, Lizzo uses a slur, and she gets to be in the BBC, New York Times, and the Washington Post. Now, Beyonce uses a slur again. She gets to write an article for The Guardian. And, again, you know, it's this is a very tricky path to walk this is a a tough needle to thread to criticize someone who's disabled because you don't want to make listen i i feel bad i don't want her to feel bad i feel bad that she or am i even allowed to say i feel bad i don't know do i have to feel good i feel both bad and good depending how you feel about your condition if you like it that I feel, do you understand? Who knows what you can even say anymore? But she says, I thought we'd changed the music industry and started a global conversation about why ableist language, intentional or not, has no place in music. But I guess I was wrong because now Beyonce has gone and done exactly the same thing. Whenever Beyonce so much as breathes, it becomes a cultural moment. 
Okay, I'm going to get to that later. That whole thing that writers do with Beyonce. But let's table that for a moment. She's off in the blueprint for the music industry. Blah, 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 blah. Beyonce, Beyonce. It doesn't explain how millions of people, and this is what I was looking for. It doesn't explain how millions of people have already heard this album and yet aren't raising the issue except to make fun of or degrade the disabled community. Well, that's the thing. Most people don't care. Well, here's, here's the thing. Getting back to the point I made earlier about my, you know, when I would hear the, the word spaz growing up, which by the way, I rarely hear it anymore. I mean, you know, maybe Beyonce and Lizzo, your slang is a little outdated. Spaz was something I used to hear in the 90s. Like, who's using spaz anymore? The new word is weirdo. Until the weirdos come to take it back. Millions of people heard this and just went on, Hannah, because nobody thinks about it. Nobody knows. People don't know. They're not paying that close attention. And so when you're imagining that it's doing all this damage or it's reinforcing negative stereotypes, I'm telling you the good news. Have you heard the good news? Because... First of all, Beyonce, as she said, didn't use it in an intentionally harmful way. She didn't say you're spazzing out over there because you're disabled spastic with cerebral palsy. She said, I'm going to spaz on that ass. It's a rhyme. No one's sitting here and thinking, oh, my God, that's, uh, you know, those those spazzes. Ugh. Ugh, spaz. Ugh, spastic. No, people just heard it and it went right over their head. Most people. The album just came out. How much damage could it have done? We're acting like there's people around the world whose lives have been destroyed by this lyric. How many people could have even heard it yet? A lot of people don't even have the time to sit and analyze the lyrics of every song. You're making it worse. Most people, by giving it this type of attention, you're now putting it in people's faces. Most people, it's like what I said with the, the Joe Rogan homeless thing a couple weeks ago, where most of the listeners of the Joe Rogan show probably didn't even hear him say that. You know, we're not hanging on every word. For most people, they probably heard the song and it just went in one ear and out the other. Now it's a big thing. Now people with disabilities are seeing this plastered everywhere and it's like, oh my God, Beyonce hates me? You wouldn't have even known. No one would have known. It's a way to raise money for causes. It's the same thing. The professional activists. I don't like professional activists. We're all burned out on professional activism. You know, this is something that the so-called resistance never learned during the Trump years. If you hit the streets for every little thing, every time a tweet comes out that you don't like, you got to go march in the streets. It desensitizes us. It means nothing. You're doing it too much. You're flooding the market. It becomes white noise. And then you get the backlash. Like, I'm sick of just hearing people complaining about everything. Yes, I'm complaining about this, but there's not enough people complaining about the complainers. We need that backlash now. Well, let's have the pendulum swing a little bit in this direction. Yes, I will say I do enjoy this, though, on one level. And this goes back to what I was about to uh, a line from that Hannah Deviney article that I didn't like. I love to see people coming down on Beyonce because they don't usually do it. Typically, 
And I don't know if I necessarily blame Beyonce for this, but she certainly leaned into this over the years in, in different ways. But we're always in this territory where you can't criticize Beyonce for anything. You can never criticize Beyonce. Whenever Beyonce so much as breathes, it becomes a cultural moment, as Hannah Devine said. Even when Hannah is upset with her and she has to and she wants to criticize Beyonce, she has to counter it with this flowery, oh my God, but by the way, you know, when Beyonce breathes, it's a cultural moment. The hyperbole is off the charts. It's off the charts. It's out of control. And again, is that Beyonce's fault? No. Every artist pay or you know, entertainer pays for publicity in one way or another. But you're not gonna get the, you're not gonna get the entire media on board with that. This is like a hypno like like a hypnotism, like a mass hypnosis. Where everyone thinks, oh my God, Queen B has spoken. We all must bow down to Queen B. She has released the most incredible. Uh, she's breathing. Oh, I'm having a cultural moment because she's breathing. And what I don't like about this type of coverage is that it infantilizes Beyonce. It makes her out to be like some kind of fragile queen that we can never criticize or she'll fall apart. It's like, well, like we're all pulling for her. They're treating Beyonce, dare I say, like she is disabled. Because whenever she comes out with something, we all have to pretend, oh, Beyonce, great job, Beyonce. Another fantastic album, another fantastic breath that you just took. Oh, you're incredible. And by the way, I want to say right now, clearly, I am a Beyonce fan. I like her music. I like, you know, she's got great hits. Voice is incredible. I respect her her talent as a dancer, as a, as a perform. You know, the she's put on amazing shows and done so many things. And yes, I do recognize her importance culturally to the entertainment industry, to millions of people around the world. I recognize I'm one of them. I like Beyonce a lot. I've liked her since ever since she was in Destiny's Child when she first came out twenty something years ago. I was a fan then. But why do we have to act like Beyonce it, it, it can't can't be uh, can't be critiqued like she can't take it. And if you say we're not all scared, it's not about the beehive. We're not all scared about the, of, of, of the beehive. It's something I feel like it's white critics especially. They, they they use Beyonce in a way to try and give themselves some kind of credibility as in like, hey, we, we respect and we like uh, black culture and black music. We love Beyonce. Beyonce is our queen. You know what? It gives me, whenever I read it, I, the Beyonce coverage, especially from white critics, it gives me... Um, the dad, the white dad in Get Out vibes, where he just sits there, he keeps going, I would have voted for Obama for a third term if I if I could have. It's that. It's like, we want to show you, and we want to show everyone like how, how into this we are, how much we respect black culture, and Beyonce's the queen. Isn't Beyonce just the queen? She can't do anything wrong, right? 
Are we are we cool? Are we cool? So that I don't like because Beyonce's a beast. And I mean that in a good way. As I said before, you don't get to the top of the industry without being a savage. A smart, shrewd, talented savage. A good savage. We don't need to treat her with kid gloves. She can take it, I'm sure. So, I don't know. It's Beyonce's choice to remove the lyric. Maybe she did this all for publicity. Maybe not. Um, I don't, just to wrap things up, my final thoughts. I don't like this trend, though. Happened to Lizzo. It's happening to Beyonce. Um, it's happening to, you know, who, who's, what's, what's next? Every single thing that gets put out, we now have to put out a version of it and then wait for the criticism and feedback and then redo it. Like, no, she didn't put out a demo. She, it's the final product. Love it or leave it. If you don't like that song, skip it. I'm seeing here some other instances of uh, the Daily Mail has some other instances. So the Lizzo of, of songs, song lyrics that have sparked controversy. Lizzo's newest hit, Girls, Robin Thicke. I love this one. This is my favorite. I don't want to read them all. I mean, if anyone's even still watching. I don't want to read them all, but this one always makes me laugh. Uh, Black Eyed Peas. Their song, Let's Get It Started, for those who don't know, was originally called Let's Get Retarded. Like, let's go so crazy and dance and blah, blah, blah. Let's get retarded. And that one, I don't know what the hell they were thinking. That one, there really is no excuse for. You want to, I quibble with the uh, the spaz word for Beyonce. But retarded? Back in 2003, we knew that the word retarded was very negative and hurtful. Okay? Retard. Retarded. Like, no. And then you're going to think, oh, well, well, let's call our song Let's Get Retarded. And I love it because I wish people came down on this again. I would like to start a movement about about getting them canceled, actually. You know, I'm, I'm going against my principles here. But just because of my experiences interviewing Will I Am, he's always got this holier-than-thou attitude. He looks at you like, oh, man, what you're doing is terrible. Like, how can you do this? You know, like, just I'm trying to interview him with a camera. Hey, I never put out a song called Let's Get Retarded in 2003, well after we all knew that that was a bad thing to say. At least I knew that. Give me some credit. Let's get retarded. Anyways, Dante Greco Show. This is the end. Please remember to like, subscribe, share, spread the word. We're trying to build up this show into a movement. I want my own Bay Hive. The Dante Hive. Please join. See you on the next video.